Hey community, in today's episode, artist Lindsay McCall joins Matt to talk about her latest song, Come, O Lord, Maranatha. They also talk about the time she took away from releasing music and also why she decided to come back. And she shares some really encouraging advice for worship leaders on how to find your identity in the Lord. So enjoy the interview and be sure to check out her song, Come, O Lord, Maranatha, and you can get the master tracks to lead it at your church on loopcommunity.com. What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Loop Live. My name is Matt McCoy. I'm the founder of loopcommunity.com. I'm also the host of the Loop Live show. Today, we have a very special guest, Lindsay McCall. She's a singer, songwriter, worship leader from Nashville, and she just released a new song that you've got to hear called Come, O Lord, Maranatha. We've been featuring it on the Loop Community platform the past week or two, and it is a great song that you've got to listen to and check out. So wherever you listen to music, go right now, maybe even, well, I guess you can't pause this video because it's live, but if you're watching this later, pause it, go listen to the song first, and then you can come back and hear our conversation. We're going to talk about where this song came from, what Lindsay's been doing as a singer, songwriter, worship leader, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So also, we might take some live questions if we have any. Uh, so if you're watching this on Facebook, Go ahead and type down any question you have down below or on YouTube. Type in your question. I think it's over here somewhere. Type in your question. We'll take some live questions. And uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation with Lindsay. So without further ado, here's Lindsay McCall. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, friend. How are you? Good to see you. Thanks so much Good for joining us. Oh, my privilege, for sure. Thanks you're for having me. You're joining us from Nashville? I am. Yep. I'm cool. in, well, Franklin. I'm in Franklin today. Franklin. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Lindsay and I, we actually go way back in that we led worship together at a church here in Chicago yep. um, many years ago. Yep. And um, now since then, you've moved to Franklin and you did music down there for a while. And yep. I know when I knew you uh, back in the Chicago days, you were releasing albums. And uh, I think you had done how many albums had you released at that point? Or how so, many albums have you released on your own? So four total, yeah. um, two, well, one was with the church when I, that I had grown up in Calvary Chapel in Florida, um, yeah. it was an EP and then, uh, one album with the church we were at in Chicago and then, um, yep. then two down here in Nashville. So that's yeah. awesome. And you went to Moody, right? Moody Bible I did. Institute. Yep. Moody Bible Institute. That's awesome. So yeah. tell, us, tell us just a little bit of your journey as a worship leader slash writing music like how did that even all start yeah i mean i my dad loved music growing up i always say that i um i've i've toured with the gaithers in my dad's car you know like singing along with that tape <laughs> was how i like started loving music and um so he had this old guitar and i just started taking guitar lessons and um figuring that out and um i the first CD I ever bought was Stephen Curtis Chapman, Signs of Life. And it just really impacted me. Like that, the, the theology that was in that album yeah. um, shaped my understanding of God and how he loved me. And um, even before I like could put words to that, it, I realized the power of um, music and what God had given us in music. And um, I just said, I'd been writing these little songs, you know, just in my bedroom growing up and, um, 
so then when I got to Moody, I did not major in anything music at all at musical. I was, I was in applied linguistics and thought I was going to be in Bible translation. Um, wow. Why did you not I, choose music? Well, I loved, I mean, I, I, my, I went on missions trips through high, junior high and high school um, yeah. with an organization called Teen Missions International. And um, so I just felt like I liked languages, you know, my mom was born in Germany. So we grew up speaking German in our house. Okay, um, wow. So yeah, so I just thought I like languages also, you know, and I yeah. also kind of thought like lots of people love music and not everybody who loves music gets to do music like for a living. So I just kind of thought like, well, surely that's probably not God's plan for me. But then um, when I was at Moody, uh, when I was a freshman, the senior came up to me and was like, hey, you should you should think about leading worship. I've been doing that in chapel, but I'm about to graduate. And I was like, Oh, I don't, I've never really done that. And she was like, well, I signed you up. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Cause she had heard me just in my dorm room playing yeah. my guitar. So, um, then I did an internship, um, in Ethiopia with these incredible missionaries. Um, and they, at the end of my summer there with them, they were like, Hey, we are so, cl- so glad you came and spent summer with us. And we feel like, the Lord has a call into some kind of ministry of in music on your life. And I was like, you don't want me to come. I'll yeah. you and they were like, no. So I came back and I was really wrestling with that for a little while. And I talked to this um, professor at Moody, Kelly Worrell, who was a mentor to me. And she just said, well, I mean, have you asked the Lord about it? Like, you know, there's a verse that says to obey is better than sacrifice. And the Lord doesn't need our, our big, you know, performance for him. He just wants us to be obedient. And so I was like, oh man, I better ask the Lord, you know, yeah. what he wants me to do with my life. So I really, I just surrendered to the Lord, you know, my plans yeah. for the future. And was just like, if you want me to be in music, I would love to do that. But you are going to have to open the doors and make it really clear to me. And, um, and he really did. That's when I came on staff at the church we were at in Chicago. And then, um, then I was roommates with uh, Meredith Andrews who's another worship leader that we led with yeah. and um, one of my dear friends. And um, then I guess, I don't know if she gave Jason Ingram one of my CDs or someone did somehow he got a hold of my music and um, just songs that I'd been writing like demos. And he called and was like, Hey, we should, you should come down to Nashville and we should write some songs together. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And the Lord really, truly just opened doors. So um, I know that's not everybody's journey, but I think it was, just the way um, I just was like, I don't want to uh, like assume that the Lord is going to yeah. just do this for me. So I just wanted to, you know, take steps after he opened doors and he, and he did. He's yeah. And really- you just held it with open hands. And you're like, I'll, yeah. I'll go where you lead. And he kind of yeah. opened up the right connections and yeah. So I then mean, you did, yeah. and you did like two albums, I think, right. In Nashville. Yep. And I yep. think when I did a search just now, it looked like the last release that you've done since come a Lord Maranatha was 2014. Is that right? I know. It's been a long so time. So it's been a while. So what was happening between 2014 and 2021, almost 2022? I know. Yeah. So it has, yeah, it's been many years. And I, there was a lot that um, kind of was going on in 2014. I had, um, I had had um, miscarriages. I had two miscarriages mm-hmm. and um, was having some health issues and, um, I think I really was 
just kind of like getting getting worn out from the process of um, doing out putting out an album and a full album, which was like you write so many songs and and there was a lot of pressure that I felt um, to write specifically for radio. Yeah, because my previous releases were singer songwriter albums. Oh, you know, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't like worship albums, corporate worship. So yeah. um, hopefully they were worshipful. But right. you know what I mean. So um, I kind of was just feeling really worn out, and through um, just spending time in the Word and through the community that God put around me, I just kind of felt like the Lord was calling me to um, just kind of lay it down and um, not keep pursuing. Mm-hmm. Um, like the touring, I was touring a lot really yeah, heavily for multiple years. Yeah. And, um, so I, I was kind of like, okay, Lord, is this going to be like an Abraham Isaac thing where you like provide, you know, yeah. <laughs> the right opportunity once I surrender it. And the right. Lord was, I really felt like he was like, no, nope. he let you <laughs> drop the knife. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah. drop the knife, girl. So, yeah. um, so yeah, but the wow. thing is, and I was, I was really sad about it for a while. Just kind of like. I, I was trying to obey you, Lord. And I was just trying to like walk through the doors that you've been opening and, and walk in yeah. obedience. And, um, the thing I did not expect. Um, so we, we had our son Malachi in 2015 and, um, I have been on staff at our church here in, in Brentwood, Tennessee. Um, I think nine years now. And, um, so it was a couple years in, right when Mal was born and right when I stopped really, um, touring and writing, and putting out, you know, singer songwriter albums. And, Mm -hmm. um, I just, I'm so grateful that the Lord, (laughs) he knows better than, than we do. And he works all things together for good and he gives good gifts. And, um, I found that gift in being home a lot and really being plugged into my church in Brentwood Mm -hmm. and the community that I found and the accountability and just the way that the Lord met me and still gave me an outlet to, sing and lead worship and use one of the gifts that he's, he's entrusted to me, you know, in that way, um, was just such a gift to me. And I, um, I kind of, I didn't write songs for a couple of years and, um, I just was like, okay, Lord, I just, I, I want it to be, I want it to feel like it felt when I first started writing, you know, mm-hmm. in my room, it was just like me writing what the Lord was showing me and teaching me, um, through his word. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with like, you know, writing specifically for an album or writing with other people, which is very, I mean, it's been such a huge gift to me, but, um, I was like, Lord, I just want you to, um, stir up that, um, joy in songwriting again that I feel like I had lost. And, um, so then through my church in Brentwood, um, some of the worship leaders that, um, I lead with and work with on a weekly basis, um, we're just like, Hey, we should write, you should write with us for our church. And so we can use these songs in our church of what the Lord has been doing in our, in our body here in Brentwood and, um, what he's been teaching us through the sermon series we were going through. And, um, and it really did. The joy came back to me and I just am so grateful for that. So grateful. So how long ago do you think that was when the joy came back? Hmm. Maybe two or three years ago. Yeah. Two yes, it took ago. a while. Yeah, it took a while. I, and it wasn't like I had written a couple songs and it just was like, I just need to give it some yeah. space. And um, and I, what re- the Lord really did was um, break the identity that I had, I had um, created in music of like, this is who I am. I 
mm-hmm. do these things for God. And the Lord was like, um, it, it kind of, it's that Mary and Martha thing. I've always identified so much with Martha. Um, and I love that every time, you know, Martha is, is um, mentioned with Jesus, she's like approaching him and she's like, Jesus, yeah. let me tell you something, or let me ask you something, or where were you? And yeah. tell Mary to help me, you know, and that indicates that they have this intimacy and this relationship, this friendship that, that Jesus yeah. loved her. And she felt like she could say these things to him. But um, I love that Jesus said to Martha, like, Mary has chosen the better thing, like to sit at my feet. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't. She's not busy out you. working and yeah. Yeah. And we get so caught up and I do, I get so caught up in that. Like I, yeah. I'm like, I want to use my gifts for you, Jesus. And how am I going to do that? And how am I going to serve you? And he's like, I, the Lord is more concerned about his glory than we are. You know, yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, Jesus, I want to give you glory. And he's like, that's great. I want you to, too. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can trust me to give you opportunities to do that. That's his will is that we will do that. But more importantly is um, time with him and finding our yeah. identity in, I am a chosen and beloved child of God. That's yeah. it. Like that, yeah. that's the whole story. You know, That's so good. And isn't that, that, that whole Mary and Martha uh I almost said Martha Stewart for a second, which is funny. <laughs> I but mean, she's that, busy. Yeah. Uh, that whole story is so cool. Like, it's so cool that God put that story in there because yeah. I do think that, that it speaks to something that we all really struggle with, and that is that we feel like we have to, like, work, 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 work for God's, yes. you know, affirmation or for his blessing. And, and he's like, no, like, just sit at my feet and, like, hang out with me. Yes. Like, just be just chill, like, you know, relax with me. And it's not that he even doesn't understand. Like he, and he says it to Martha, he says, Martha, Martha, he says her name twice. He's like, sister, just all I want is to be with you. Just come sit down at my feet and be with me. And, and, uh, oh man, it's just been, that's been a huge thing. You know, it's interesting too, when you said like, you know, you kind of took a break and you found a lot of joy in raising your family being with your kids when really, and I've thought about that too with, with, my work in that probably the greatest product and it's not like my kids are a product but like the biggest the greatest thing i think accomplishment of my life yes. is not loop community it's not you know worship leading or whatever it's my family that i'm raising and yeah. how i'm loving them and yeah. i think we can kind of forget that sometimes and yes. think we have to be doing you know climbing the ladder checking off the checklist yeah i when mean it's because a lot more simple we still live in the world and the, and our culture is like, you know, yeah. achieve, achieve, achieve. And that there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, doing amazing things for the Lord. Like that's not that that's wrong, but it yeah. is, um, it's easy to get our, our focus, you know, off of yeah. like what the Lord says, like, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I right. will give you rest. come like right. abide in me. And what does that really look like in 2021, right. you know, in this, in the busyness culture, like where we worship, you know, achievements and busyness even instead of, you know, the Lord's like, just come and, and yeah. abide in me and live yeah. in me, you know? So let's just circle back here just for a second on that. You let a dream die basically. And there's a mourning process. I think that happens with that. And yeah. there's a lot of people who are probably listening to this that have experienced that same thing. Like you maybe have had a dream to become something, whether it's a profession or maybe it's a parent or I mean, all sorts of things. But we have these dreams and then sometimes you just like bang on the door constantly and their doors are not opening for some reason. Yeah. And you have to like let it die. And there's yeah. a mourning process with that. How, <laughs> how did you cope with that? Like, how did you, 
Because I'm guessing that right when that first happened, you were like, I would think that you were like, what in the world, God? Like, why in the world did this happen? Um, how do you even, like, journey through that? How do you get out of that? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it was definitely a season of um, mourning and even pouting, if I'm being honest. You know, yeah, of just like... Totally. I, like, did all this for you, you know, and you didn't like it. And <laughs> the Lord was like... You are um, you are focusing on um, the gift instead of the giver, and um, hmm. that was really big for me of just realizing like I you know I even in even in if I if I have nothing if mm-hmm. I don't ever get to do music again um, yeah. would the Lord be enough? And at first I was like I don't know right. <laughs> you know which is which is horrible because that right. is the person that I was writing songs uh-huh. for and, and I somehow had gotten focused on um like I said like my identity was in that and, and um, I think a lot of worship leaders relate to that of like yeah. our identities are wrapped into being a worship leader and what would happen yeah. if you like lost your hands or your voice or something you couldn't like then the, the hard thing is that we are like we're working for our father do you know yeah. what I mean so there's yeah. the family that easily get switched the family relationship that gets switched for the like this is my job and and i'm writing songs out of my based off my relationship with the lord so then if you know like if those things aren't embraced does that mean what's wrong with my relationship with the lord and yeah um the lord really i mean especially my my last album that i released i really felt like the lord kind of reminded me like you are treating this like a fleece to see if i love you and I've already shown you that I love you, you know, mm. so why don't you let this be, turn it from being a fleece and a test to uh, an offering and just your gift to say to me that like, I love you. This is yeah. all that this is, is just, I love you and, and releasing that. And um, so that was really huge. And, and uh, like, I, I thought about that a lot um, Yeah. in, in the, in the quiet time away from touring and writing a lot. And um, it, and realizing like, I don't want just the music that I make or just the times that I'm leading worship to be the gift. I want what I'm doing, you know, cause uh, uh, Melanie Hall. Uh, so Mark Hall, who's the lead singer of Casting Crowns, his wife, Melanie um, is, is very involved in their ministry. And she was out um, on the tours that I did with them. And she said something that I like has truly impacted my life so much. She said, you know, Lindsay, I just realized that most of Jesus's ministry was done on the way somewhere like Jesus was on the road to Jerusalem and he encountered this person or he was on the way to this place and he ran into this, this person, like a lot of, you know, and the disciples are like, Jesus, we got to go. Like we've got these things to do and like big, important, you know, and Jesus is like, it's in the moment by moment things like the lady at the grocery store or Mm -hmm. um, your neighbor or whatever it is where um, we kind of are like, well, my big important ministry for the Lord and this big thing that I'm going to do for him, you know, that yeah. becomes our focus. But the Lord's like, what about the kids that I've entrusted to you? You know, these yeah. little <laughs> rascals who are flushing stuff down your toilet, you know, are right. you going to apologize for yelling at them? <laughs> no, right. like right. that's real obedience. And I, I realized too um, that most of Jesus's life is not recorded, you know, like a, most of his life was, spent in the quiet where he's he was actively fulfilling all righteousness on our behalf living a life of obedience to his father and um and and 
so I think it like the Lord has shown me really to the importance of um, developing a root system before I, mm-hmm. I try to grow branches, you know, like, yeah. and I think that especially in music, I mean, I've seen, you know, especially living in Nashville, I have um, so many friends that like touring is usually on the weekends, you know, so it's Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Yeah. Well, that's when most churches are, you know, and so, um, that was such a gift to me of being home with my church family the last multiple years of like being there on a Sunday and, um, just letting the the word sink deep roots into my heart and really like learning what it means to, um, abide in the Lord and, and like grow deep down so that when I'm, when I am leading worship or whatever I'm doing, when I am serving the Lord, with the lady at the yeah. grocery store, like his word is deeply rooted in my heart. And, yeah. and it's not all, um, I think the world, you know, applauds us for the branches that, that is, that are seen, but, um, the roots are what really matters. Cause when, when you do have to, or when the Lord doesn't open a door, you know, that's when the wind starts blowing and we're like, I thought you were going to do this thing, or I thought you were leading me to this even, or I thought you wanted me to, to do this. And if that doesn't happen, then, you know, mm-hmm. wh- where are we running to and where is our security or identity identity being found? What is our life? You know, like, is our right. life really like Jesus or is it right. wanting to serve Jesus? You know, right. so yeah, so, so it is complex. Mind. And I think a lot of worship leaders can feel that same thing. And I do think there's something special about somehow leaving the job part of it aside and coming back to just the joy of it, of just yes. the joy of just singing songs to God. And I think a lot of times worship leaders who are full-time at churches can just get wrapped up in the job. Like, this is just what we do every Sunday. And and you kind of lose the joy. And it's important to come back to that of, like, you know, the giver versus the gift. Yes. uh, And where our treasure is. Yes. Yeah. It's just in him. Exactly. So how did you decide it was time to come back? You, you kind of left off the story there where you started writing with yeah. your church. But how did you decide it was time to actually release this new song? So, yeah, so our church, um, it's Fellowship Bible Church. And we the, when we release songs for our church, we just put it under Fellowship Songs. And um, so we've done, I led on a couple of the songs that we've done for our church. And um, that had, it is such a huge um, gift to me is being able to write with these brothers and sisters for um, just our local gathering of the body of Christ. And um, so about a year ago, um, I just started thinking about the word Maranatha. And um, I think because I grew up, you know, in Calvary Chapel, and I remember the whole Maranatha music movement and, um, or at least the tail end of it, but definitely was grew up singing those songs. And um, yeah, so I remember hearing about that word and, um, and I knew that it meant come O Lord, you know, and I, I mean, I think just the last year and a half, two years of, you know, every, all the insanity that's yeah. happened. Um, um, I've been in this Bible study with this, uh, an incredible Bible teacher named Paige Brown and in Nashville. And she talks a lot about how um, as believers who are, looking forward to that day that should be like that should impact our our entire life like the anticipation of jesus return making all things right right you know that should be everything that should change our entire life that actually should inform yes it should inform everything about every decision of our life and um 
And she's talked a lot about that with like, we should be leaning forward with a patient eagerness and an eager patience. And um, like uh, Francis Chan wrote this book um, and I, and he talks about how um, every day he tries to spend a, a couple minutes, like with his eyes closed, just imagining the moment that he stands before the Lord, that he sees Jesus face to face um, and how that should like, because most of like our life here on, on earth is, is this, the smallest blip in the grand yeah. span of eternity. And if our real life is right. mostly by far in eternity, shouldn't we be thinking about that? And shouldn't we <laughs> yeah, be totally. imagining the day that if we believe this, yeah. if we really believe what we say we believe, shouldn't we be like, Jesus is coming back. He is coming back. And today is one day closer to that day. If we are getting close, people, yeah. like, shouldn't that be informing? I think we've grown so desensitized to that a little bit. And um, so I've been thinking about that, especially after 2020. I was like, come, Jesus, you know, like, we need you. We need you. This is crazy. Come back. And obviously, you know, this is not the craziest thing that's ever happened in the world. But I think that there is, you know, the earth is groaning. And yeah. um, and it's it says... Throughout scripture, it says, like, yeah. we should be saying that, come, Jesus. That should be our prayer. And I think sometimes, especially you know, as worship leaders, we, like, categorize things. Like, okay, this song will be great for a service about, you yeah. know, faithfulness. And this song will or, be great for a service about the Lord's coming. But I'm like, right. I don't think a song about the Lord's coming should be, like, topical. I think that should be our everyday prayer should be, and, and the way that we inform you know, how we live. And so, sorry, yeah. this is a long time, but the word Maranatha, I, I took it to some friends, some really, yeah. really close friends through my church. And I just said, which I, I can, um, by the way, I can't remember the last time, just pause. I can't remember the last time I've sang the word Maranatha. In I know. But, <laughs> well, I kept thinking that like, I don't think there's any songs right now that have that word in it, that, that we're doing yeah. at our church anyways, yeah. or that I've heard. And, and I was like, yeah. I would so love cool. to write a song about that. And while we were writing, um, my friend Caleb Weeks, he was like, he was doing some research. He's this like, he just gets into the research and like getting scripture references and making sure that our song is built off the word. And he was like, um, the word Maranatha actually was used in two different ways by the early church. It was used um, as a prayer, come, O Lord. But they would also say it to one another as an encouragement. They would say Maranatha, like the Lord's like coming. God, yeah, should, he's coming back. Yes, he should inform our lives. And so, yeah, that's cool. Um, so yeah, I bet so a lot of people don't know that's what that means. I know. I mean, I didn't. I thought it was just the prayer part, and yeah. I love that it's both. And um, yeah. So when after we wrote it, it just felt really mm. special to me, and um, I just kind of kept feeling like maybe I should, maybe I should release this song, and yeah, um, just ask the Lord to show me. And multiple people I respect, my yeah. worship pastor Carl Carty was like, "You should release that song," and yeah, um, yeah. So it just felt like the Lord led me to to put it out it's a really really great song I was actually looking back here because I had a I have a record and I didn't I didn't bring it today well it's not like I bring it every day but it it's at home <laughs> um but I have like a record that's like one of the very first Maranatha vinyls and I wanted to bring it for this interview just uh-huh. because it's kind of fun like Maranatha music it was like one of the that's very awesome. first vinyls that they released that's um, so awesome but this song is so cool. It's such a such a good song. And which, by the way, I'm going to pause here and just say that anybody watching this, you can get the tracks for this song for free at Loop Community. So you can get the multi tracks to play this song at your church. Um, what would you hope that people 
that listen to it or sing it, I guess, because we really want people to be singing this in church. What, what would you hope that they like, get out of it? Um, I hope that it is used in the same way that the word Maranatha was used by the, the early church yeah. in that um, Encouragement it almost. becomes the longing of our heart, you know, like hmm. sitting under, you know, teaching by Paige Brown, just reminding us on a weekly basis to like lean forward towards that day and, and let that more than anything else, that should be the thing that's informing our lives, our hope. That's what should be defining our lives as believers is the hope that we have that this world is not everything. Like our careers yeah. are not everything. They will not even, we won't yeah. even remember them. Everything should be growing yeah. more dim here as we lean forward to the toward the brightness of his yeah. return. And so I hope that this song just um, becomes a prayer and becomes an encouragement to the body of, of Christ on the earth today that yeah. like he is coming he is coming someday soon that's what it says and yeah. and we should be saying yes come jesus come like help yeah. we need you <laughs> we need you more you are our yeah. entire hope everything is in you i can't remember what i was reading recently i think it was a john mark comer book or something and he was talking about just asking the question of you know ten thousand years from now will this matter like what you're oh. whatever you're worried about whatever you're like super anxious about that's so you good. know a problem you're trying to solve when you put on the eternal perspective it changes everything because it's yes. like 10,000 years from now will this matter it like because we can we can sometimes be absorbed and consumed with yes. giving all of our attention to some sort of issue or problem or whatever that really is a yeah. not an eternal issue <laughs> um, yeah and when you put yes. that into perspective it also kind of changes like maybe the things you should be focusing on as far yes. as eternal things Oh, 100%. You know, yes. how you're I mean, raising I think your family, how you're loving your kids, how you're treating people yes. at work, how, like all sorts of things like that. Yeah. I think, I mean, you know, obviously the the last year and a half have been so, so hard um, in so many ways. And if, for so many people, there's so much loss and, um, and pain. But I think one of the gifts from it has been this like awakening to like, oh man, like all the things that I kind of thought were important, not all of them, but some of the things I thought were important, you know, all of a sudden are like, just like you said, like, this yeah. is not, this right. is not important. Like what is important? Like yeah. loving my family and, and like living out Jesus to my kids and to my spouse. Like that's yeah. what, um, I think it, I think Tim Keller said, like, you know, when we stand before the Lord, he's going to be like, what did you, what did you, how did you handle and how did you, um, steward the spouse I gave you and the people in your life, like even people who are mm. believers who are single, like how did you steward the relationships I entrusted into your yeah. hands? And I mean, that's it really. Like we get caught up, I get caught up in, you know, like the, I think social media does this too, or we're like the problems of the world become our problems. And we're like, we, mm -hmm. we're not really meant to carry all that weight, you know, like, we're meant to carry, we're, we're meant to bear one another's burdens of the people actually in our lives, you know, like, and fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's so good. Just keeping our eyes on, yeah, right. on the glory, the weight of glory that is coming. Right. Everybody needs to go check out this song, Come O Lord Maranatha. Um, what would you say to a worship leader or a aspiring artist? songwriter maybe who maybe is feeling like they're in a situation where maybe they need to step away for a period of time let the dream die 
Like, yeah. How would you coach someone through like maybe they feel like they're entering that period where they need to step away from worship leading? Yeah, I would. I I think um, I think my encouragement would just be that um, it's safe to trust the Lord with dreams, you know, because He's the one who entrusts us, entrusts us with dreams to begin with, you know, like we, we think like that we come up with these dreams on our own. Um, and we're like, okay, Lord, I gotta, I gotta work them out for you. And, and mm-hmm. the Lord is the one who's, who's put things in our hearts and he will fulfill them usually in ways that are different than we think they are, you know? Um, and I, I remember, um, at passion years ago, I was sitting in a session that Christy Knuckles was teaching and leading and, um, and she just said like, be faithful with what God has put in your hands, like in right in front of you, like at the risk of sounding cheesy, you know, like bloom where you're planted and um, yeah. just faithful with what he's leading you to be faithful with. And if, if that means um, laying down, you know, even the position that he had given you or that you wanted him to give you um, the most important thing is obedience and, and, you know, finding Jesus <laughs> And serve, serving him in the way that is bringing your heart, not necessarily um, even the gifts. He wants our heart first, you know. And yeah. um, I just think it's it is a safe thing to trust him with that because um, when everything yeah. else is taken away, like he is what's left, and that is what we need. <laughs> and he knows that, yeah. and he is his yeah. kindness is in stripping away our idols. I mean, for me especially, that's yeah. you know it had become an idol, and I hadn't even realized it, and. Um, it was his love for me and his kindness that stripped away the idol of, um, of service or, um, position or whatever it was. And I think that is where things get kind of confusing is if you feel like this dream was from God, Yeah. you know, cause like God put that dream in your heart, at least you, you know, we think that, but then it's like, somehow I made this an idol, (laughs) but then it's like, okay, well really was that from God or was that from me? And I, I mean, I think it's just because we're still, out. yeah, we're still in the already and the not yet, you know, like we're in the tension of, um, we are being sanctified, like we are sanctified and yeah. we're being sanctified. And so, you know, we're, we're human and the Lord knows that like he, as a father has compassion towards his children. So the Lord has compassion towards those who fear him because he knows our frame and he remembers that we're dust, you know, like he knows yeah. that we're <laughs> going to. We're yeah. going to take the things that he entrusts to us and like make an idol out of it. And like, I have to have this. And he's like, you don't actually. And I love you so much that I'm not going to let you make that an idol because it's, it, it will never ever love you. <laughs> it yeah. won't, it'll destroy you, you know, like idols destroy right. and only the Lord gives life. And that is the gift is, you know, finding in that, um, in that stripping and breaking that like he is, enough and i th- you know we sing that we sing those words all the time but it's not until we really realize that he is and maybe maybe we realize that through um him giving us the things that we want or maybe yeah. it's through him not giving us the things but um he's yeah. so faithful and he loves us so much that he will um show us that you know he yeah, will reveal right. it and right that's his that's his love yeah that's so good so what's next for you? Are we going to hear any more? Are there going to be any new releases or is it too soon to? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope so. I think, yeah, I think, you know, hopefully what's next is uh, just 
being obedient. <laughs> you yeah. know, like yeah. that's what I want. I'm like, I I would love to do more music. I have some songs that I've been writing with with, you know, just friends uh, from yeah. my church and that is such a gift and um who produced yeah. this song for you? What's who that? Who was the producer on this song? So Brian Fowler um, okay. is a dear friend, him and his wife, Lacey. And she actually painted the, the cover of the yeah, song. Yeah, such a cool cover. Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, it. I've been a huge fan of her art for years. And um, we go to the same church. And so I just said to her, like, she's she just loves Jesus so much. And I said, just I, I just want to I want you to close your eyes. And you think about like that day of, you know, Jesus return and paint, you know, like what what the Lord brings to your heart. And I love it so much. And then oh, Brian, um, he was it. one of the co-writers on the song too. And so he produced it. And um, I mean, I am so grateful for the way that he, you know, yeah. I just, I love how it turned out. I love the it's, strings. I'm just, I love strings anyways. Yeah, so. it's beautiful. It's awesome. Thanks. All right. Well, everybody, you need to make sure you check out this song. Come Lord, come, oh Lord, Maranatha. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, probably everywhere you get music. The tracks are at Loop Community. Download the tracks. Yes. Um, the charts are probably at Praise Charts. I don't know where yes. the charts are. I think Praise Charts. Yeah. We have a chart link too, I think. We could probably post that. We'll post the yeah, chart link do. in our description of this. But Lindsay, thanks for taking the time to uh, talk and share your heart. And I know that there's a lot of worship leaders that, could, that I know for sure relate to a lot of what you're saying. Um, I know that I even relate to a lot of what we're talking about here as far as you know, a worship leader journey of, you know, who has dreams. And <laughs> I just know that it, it can be a challenging thing too. So yeah. I appreciate yeah. you sharing your journey with us. Oh, and, my privilege. Um, it's good to catch up with you too. Thanks for releasing yeah. this song. This, this is such a gift to the church and so many worship leaders. So well, thank you. Thank you guys for helping release it and yep. get it to the church to sing to Jesus. Yep to pace in his return. I mean, it's our heart's cry. So thank We're you so it. much. All right. See you, Lindsay. Thanks. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, you guys, that was a great interview with Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay, for joining us for that. And, uh, you know, there was a lot talked about there and I would love for, if you're listening to this on our podcast, YouTube, Facebook, if you can just write down in the comments right now, write down what's one thing that you really are walking away from this conversation with. What's one little uh, golden nugget that you're going to be taking away? Um, something that impacted you. Um, I think that uh, the story of Mary and Martha is what I'm going to walk away with thinking about. Because it's, it's a story that I feel like it doesn't get talked about very much. But it's such an awesome picture of how God wants us to relate to him. And um, we can kind of get lost in the busyness and shuffle of our worship jobs and um, our busy lives that we kind of forget to just sit at the feet of Jesus. And so I'm going to I'm gonna walk away with that, but I'd be curious to hear what you're going to walk away with. And I hope for sure you're going to go listen to this song right now. Stop this video, go to Spotify, Apple Music, and search for Come, O Lord, Maranatha by Lindsay McCall. You're going to love this song. Leave it at your church. Get the tracks at Loop Community. They're all free. We, we love this song so much. We want, it, we want to get this out to you. So get the tracks, play it at your church. And uh, anyways, we've got a lot of other great Loop Live episodes coming up. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Down here there's a button. 
like the Facebook page, subscribe to the podcast, and stay tuned for more. Until next time, see you soon. This is Matt. Thanks for listening. Hey, let us know what's the main thing you learned from today's talk. Write it down in the comments. Send us a DM. We hope to hear from you soon.